0: agents podcasts today's podcast is brought to you by follow a boss follow a boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer follow a boss is packed with features but it's intuitive and easy to use so agents love working with it and it integrates with everything use multiple lead sources guess what follow a boss keeps them all organized want to try new marketing channels Switch website providers, plug them right into follow boss Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab to see how follow up helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab coat. Lab nation, welcome
1: back to another episode of the Lab Agents Podcast and I, uh, I love this guest today because it's not the first time he's been on the podcast. We were just looking. The last time he was on was back in March of 2020. So that would have been recorded before the pandemic started. We probably didn't even know. Well, we knew, but we didn't know what was coming, right? And uh, we brought him on because he is hes a real estate agent based out of Virginia, moving to Las Vegas here very soon. So that's pretty exciting. So if you're in Vegas you want to you want to connect with this guy. Uh, he specializes in helping real estate agents. And Matt, I'm going to let you correct me if I'm wrong here, but get your finances in order. He, he helps. He helps. We're going to talk about uh, how you can circumvent. Well, maybe maybe that's not the right word, but how you can improve your tax status. right? how much how much are you paying in taxes? He's going to help you because how many realtors uh, make all this money? The year ends. Here we are at the, at the end of another year and you're like shit where is my money i just had my best year ever where did it go and this is what he does he helps people get debt free he helps people learn how to save with his platform called financial fit coaching ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the Lab Code agents podcast matt plummer what's up jeff awesome man so matt you know how would you describe because at first i want i want to digress but before we do that how I just described it, which was probably just hideous, uh, but it's my, it's my best layman's attempt at it to describe what it is that you do with real estate agents as, as it, as it, you know, pertains to, to their finances.
2: Yeah. So the, you know, the overwhelmingly majority of real estate agents, and I'm, I know I'm putting people in a box here, but I think that it is the majority over the last three years that I've been having intentional conversations with agents, it's probably north of a thousand by now is there are three things that real estate agents struggle with. And it's just the, it's just the awareness and just the facts, right? Most real estate agents don't make as much as they think. Uh, I think it's just, they, they, they go sell a, a $500,000 house and it's this much percent and they, they make that much. Right. And we all know that there's brokerage fees and there's splits and there's you know, then, the, then that money's going right off the top. And then they, they still think they make that much, but in reality is we've got taxes, we've got business expenses. So real estate agents literally just, they don't make as much as they think they make. That's number one. Number two is we all spend more than we care to admit. <laughs> we all do we're not even putting real estate agents in that box we all spend more humans humans in general yes yeah right i've been on a journey for eight years i spend more money than i care to admit but then the last thing is which is the most what's truly the most important is most real estate agents are behind on taxes and or retirement it's just they're behind on taxes because they're selling real estate this month to pay last year's taxes or they don't have a retirement strategy to actually and i say the word retirement when I say that, I mean, how do we exit real estate?
1: Yeah,
2: right. I mean, is it, you know, is it is it going to be? I want to open up my own shop, or is it? I'm going to, you know, have rental properties, or I'm going to go buy a new business, right? Or hey, I'm just going to stop working, right? Because I just I'm going to go play more golf, like Jeff yeah. and Matt, like well, right. whatever, right? So what is it going to be? How are you going to exit the business, right? And so, you know, when you look at that and you can look at it through those three frameworks. What I do is I help real estate agents establish the process, the flow of money that comes from, or that that helps them eliminate the, the landmines, the pitfalls, that what's keeping them from, or what's causing them to bump their head against the ceiling of achievement, or causing the bottleneck that's keeping them from achieving these financial goals that they all started with, that they want this freedom and they want this lifestyle. So what's stopping them and we identify that. And, you know, I have a format and a framework that we work through from, from the word go, right. Sold a house, got paid. Now, what is when the check hits the bank account, what happens to the money? Yeah.
1: Well, I think, and, and I, I do, I still want to digress, but before we do, one thing I want to do, I want to say is that I think a lot of you listening right now, probably you're guilty of saying, okay, I'll get to that later okay, I I need the money. I want to, I want to, you know, buy this or buy that, or, you know, it just burns a hole in your pocket. I've always wanted this car. I've always wanted this house. I was one of this vacation. I've always wanted these clothes, this purse, whatever. I'll get to it later. And, and some of you are probably already well into the later. And some of you are in your thirties, let's just say, and all of a sudden you're going to blink your eyes and you're going to be 50 and you're not going to have a, penny to your name, or, you know, you're not gonna have much in savings because you don't have 401ks by and large. You don't have it unless you're disciplined to do it yourself because you're, you know, self-employed essentially. And I think that's where Matt, this is why this is such an important topic. And I like bringing you on. I think we to do this annually because I think it's important to bash this into people's heads. But before we get into that, uh, let's learn a little bit about you. So I mentioned you're from Virginia. You're in real estate. Uh, what's your background? Why are you moving to Vegas? Tell us about you.
2: Yeah, for sure. So my my whole story really started twenty some plus years ago when I realized that I was always attracted to the lifestyle. So I was always the guy that tried to out earn his spending. Um, And I learned that from my parents, um, well-documented. You can go back and watch a ton of videos or conversations I've had with myself around how I got to where I got to, right? We don't need to spend a ton of time there. But, you know, um, some of the things that I've overcome in the last uh, decade or so is I used to be 300 pounds. I was always the guy that lost 20, gained 40, lost 20, gained 40. And so that got to a point where addiction and trying to out earn my spending and, Alcohol and gambling and all of those things really came to a head back in 2012, where I had a chance. Thankfully, by the grace of God, had a conversation with a with a with a counselor that said, "Dude, you got 12 months. You're going to be dead, divorced, and jail, or broke. You got 12 months. Like you can only." Uh, and I equate that to today, where real estate agents can't. If you don't get the stuff under control, you can't sell enough real estate. You know, so I couldn't place enough bets. I couldn't. I was always going to be drinking more and more and more. I was always going to be chasing the next bet. And so um, when I had that decision, or I was you know, always trying to lose weight when, dude, if you just establish a few of the right habits, you, don't, you won't ever have to lose weight again, ever. Yeah. And so when I made that decision almost a decade ago, um, completely changed my life. However, after losing 100 pounds and becoming sober, I realized I was a half a million dollars in debt. Right, I owed the bank, I owed the, the mortgage company, I owed student loans, I owed the government, I owed my friends, I owed credit card companies, I owed times, I owed everybody money, cars, the whole nine yards. And so we went on a journey for about 40 months uh, following Dave Ramsey's principles, right? We we ran right down the baby steps um, as efficiently as we could. And in 40 months, we punched out a half a million bucks. Wow. And along that journey, I got started in real estate because I wanted, I needed a new widget a new thing that I could go build because I was at a crossroads in my career. However, once I got into real estate, I quickly realized that my customer was not the buyer and the seller, my customer was going to be the real estate agent. Because I had gone on this journey and I was sitting in a market center, listening to people sell real estate, X amount of millions of dollars. However, when the microphone was off, how they were selling real estate this month to pay last year's taxes. And I knew that there was going to be my customer, my client, right I the, the, the hero that I could take on the journey was going to be the real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And so that allowed me to then start thinking about I was always attracted to Internet marketing, I was always attracted to online stuff. How can we, now that we become debt-free, how can we build what we want to go do in life and it not be required by location?: Yeah. And so I just went on a journey to say, hey, I'll sell real estate along the way because it'll help fund where I want to go. However, my number one consumer was the person that's listening to this and the real estate agent because I can step on a phone or I can hop on the phone, I can hop on Zoom, I can grab a microphone and have these conversations and it's irrelevant where I live to have the amount of impact that I want to have or I should have that I'm called to have in this world of real estate and in the kingdom.
1: I love it. I love it. Uh, and this a, it's a fantastic, fantastically inspirational story, your story. Uh, and I say that because I think it's important for people to follow you because it's not just lost a ton of weight. It is it is a lifestyle. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're you're vegan, right? Um, ish. Okay. Okay. Not all the way. So you're you're as vegan as I was that probably better than I am, though. But but still, I mean, it, but that's a lifestyle. And and, and I think you could uh, attest to this that like everything in moderation, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. At, at which I, I assume that's how you're living your diet life. And yeah. I assume that's how you're living your fitness life, your physical life, right? And now you're living it in your uh, financial life as well. And you're living the dream.
2: You know, it's, uh, it is a story that we're living out. And, you know, every, as we keep writing our own chapters, um, I always... And I think this is a mistake that agents make early in their career, which I'm doing everything to avoid, is looking far enough ahead to identify where I want to go, the pillars I need to hit, and then turning around and looking backwards to make sure that I'm right when when we write the chapters and we live life and we get another trip around the sun is that we're aiming in the right direction rather than just trying to solve the problem in front of us that's clouded by all of the stuff that's clouding us, which is the political injustice, the racial injustice, the social injustice, the, the market, the interest rates, the, 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 the politics, all of that stuff that clouds all of our judgment and then causes us to only see three days ahead. And then we try to solve that problem versus the problem that is actually that we're trying, that we want to solve, which is five years away.
1: Yeah. So. When it comes to getting oneself right, you know, you mentioned sitting in the market center and listening to this. And this is pro again, this is that thing where everybody sits there every year. You know, I'll, I'll equate it. And I'm in the mortgage business, which is we're W 2'd. So we're fortunate and unfortunate at the same time, but fortunate from a tax perspective, I don't have to deal with this stuff because it comes out of my check already. Right. But every year, I say I'm going to, because I have several LLCs, I'm going to get my taxes done earlier this year. Well, guess what? Uh, My accountant was in my driveway earlier this week uh, because September 15th is the due date for businesses. uh, And every damn year, it's the same thing over and over. And that's not cost. Well, it is costing money because I'm paying penalties, nothing exorbitant. But this is what I feel like most humans do is that I'll kick it down the road, I'll kick it down the road. Oh, a shiny object. I'll kick it down the road. Oh, another shiny object. Right. And, and so where do you start the journey? So let's just say realtor says, damn it, that's me. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm in that boat. I got to get this right. I need accountability. I clearly can't do it with myself. Where does someone start with you?
2: You know, the first thing, there are three steps to a transformation, Jeff. And I've mentioned, I'm uniquely qualified to talk on transformation. I've gone through several Weight loss, sobriety, my, my faith with in Jesus has been a complete radical transformation, financial uh, and then also in business, right? And so transformation starts with the first step is awareness and awareness will do 50% of the heavy lifting. And the first place people can start, and it's a cliche, but it's with the person in the mirror. You know, are you going to go through another 12 months like you just went through and pay and and not have a strategy on how you're gonna pay, you know, a a 10 to $100,000 worth of liability of taxes and living on check to check and commission to commission and not willing to pull your heads out of the sand to just go sell an extra five houses because you think that's going to solve your problems. And it, it all starts with awareness. And we have to realize that awareness is just the truth. They're just the facts and the facts are truth and the truth will set us free, right? It's uh, it's one of those things like, dude, you're 300 pounds, you're fat. There's no, there's no lie, right? Dude, you drink 12 beers a night, seven days a week. You might have a drinking problem. <laughs> just the facts, right? And so hey you you sold fifty houses at $500,000, dollars twenty five million you know twenty five million in production, and you got forty seven hundred dollars in the bank like there's there's something is broken, right So that awareness, which does fifty percent of the heavy lifting because that'll cause the change, leads to the next step is the decision I'm, i I want to make a decision to raise my hand and find someone. Go on the pursuit of finding the person that's going to help me, right? Because we're either missing leverage or we're missing a person, right? Or leverage or coach. And so where people, the easiest way is just being vulnerable and open enough to have an open, no strings conversation to say, hey, this is where I am. This is where I want to go. Can you help me get there faster and more efficiently? right? And it's not pay as much stupid taxes as I paid the last decade. And the last thing is this user's got to be intentional, right? So when you get that intentionality, after you make that decision, and you're intentional with every dollar, you're intentional with every day. And then you get to the point where you're literally, you know, you're intentional with every check. And then eventually you get intentional with every dollar. You get intentional with every day, and eventually you get intentional with every minute. Right, Benjamin Franklin said, I think it was Ben Franklin said, if you manage the minutes, the years will take care of themselves. So if you manage the dollars every day on the household side, that will dictate how much business you have to go do or need to go do. Where I think people get in, in stock is they see all of the awards. They wanna be top 10. They wanna be the top person in the market center. They wanna be the number one team in the country which is all cool and fine. However, is that serving your family? Is that serving your neighborhood? Is that serving your your thing, right? To to really get you what you want, give you that fulfillment. I think that's where people should start.
1: That's interesting. Um, that's a good point that you just made and, and you got me thinking about it because you're right. Uh, we all are chasing not all, but a lot of people are chasing that. And that's why I guess that there's, there's gotta be a psychology behind it from a leadership standpoint on why they put out that stuff every single month. And, and I'm one of those leaders that puts that out every single month, not with any goal in mind, other than because I, I, people tell me I like to see my name on the board, but at the end of the day, what does that really gain you? Cause I even think about it from our perspective and I'll I'll use myself because we're talking and that is, you know, we are, you know, a region or a group of a company and usually I give a crap about being number one, but there's, you know, we're, we're a big, we're big, we'll do over half a billion and we'll be like number three. And there comes a time when I'm like, well, I'm, we're doing so well. I don't really even care. I mean, I think they want me to want to be number one, but I'm not sure that I really care because I'm very fulfilled. Like, I mean, right, I'm, I'm happy with what we're doing and we're making a lot of money and, and we're doing it in a good way. And it's an interesting mindset. And I wonder if people get so caught up in that, that it loses their focus on what really matters.
2: It is, you know, recognition, Jeff, you know, babies cry for it and men will die for it. Hmm. Like we all want the recognition. I think there's a great place for it Except it's not the thing that's the tip of the arrow. And when people put the recognition as the tip of the arrow, they're doing it for the wrong reasons. And it's generally masking. It's a symptom that's masking a problem.
1: Interesting. So let's, let's, let's uh, rewind back to, and try to get a little bit more granular if you're okay with that, which, which is okay. I I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. And Mrs. Realtor on the other end. And I've diagnosed that, yeah, there's an issue here. Uh, I've got to get it fixed. And when you say, you know, you mentioned, okay, managing the dollar on the daily, right? So you know what does that really mean? Break that down for our audience so they understand what it is they need to be doing each and every month to get themselves on the right path.
2: So um, I'm going to pause real quick, and 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 one of the things I, I led with is real estate agents don't make as much as they think. Okay. Right. And so you know when ten thousand dollars of commission is earned, right? most real estate agents are like, Hey, I just made $10,000. Well, your business made $10,000. Right. And that's a whole, you know, if we can get there, right. That's a whole other entity conversation around having, making sure your business is truly set up from an entity structure so that when the money comes in, you actually receive some of that money correctly, right. In the form of the IRS and the tax code and everything else. And so, so when we don't make as much as we think, Right when when we think we make ten thousand dollars, the husband or wife real estate the real estate agent says, "Hey, I made just ten thousand dollars." So in the spouse world, right, the husband and wife, like, "Hey, we just made ten thousand dollars. We're going to go do this in this type of a lifestyle." So we're going to go have a ten thousand dollar a month lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's not ten thousand bucks. The best I can see is about sixty five percent for the solo agent the best, right? Because in your world, W-2, you have no expenses and the taxes are already taken out, right? In the W-2 world. Whereas us in 1099, like none of that stuff is taken out. So we have to ensure that we pay ourselves first. It's another thing that most people have backwards, right? They're paying their credit cards first. They're paying their mortgage first out of that 10,000 bucks. And then they pay their bills on the business, right? They pay their coaching, they pay their brokerage fees, they pay all this stuff. And so then a little bit of money comes over and there's never any money saved for taxes. So which forces them to go sell another house, which forces them to go sell another house. So you're because the, the math is backwards, it's forcing you to go do more work, make more sales, get that higher recognition. However, you're on the treadmill because you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Because it's flipped. And we learned that in school, sales minus expenses equals profit. We all learned that. But in, re, in, that, in that saying, right? Sales minus expenses equals profit. Who's getting paid first? Expenses. And the, the business owner's left with what's left. Yeah. So what I do is I flip it, sales minus profit equal expenses. And so out of uh, 10,000 bucks or 100 grand or a million, I'm going to bring that 65% home and force my business to work on what's left, the taxes and the expenses. So I flipped the script on what we've been told for our entire life is I'm going to bring all the money home that I believe I can, which is 50, 60, 65% of the top dollar and let my business pay the taxes and expenses. Right? It's the same thing as if we go through a, a, um, an all-you-can-eat buffet and you have the, the, the dinner plate. How much food are you going to put on the plate? Mm-hmm. And then how much food are you going to eat? Which is why America is 70%, 80% overweight. Right? A lot of it's the food, but a majority of it's the, the amount of food we eat. Yeah. Right? So if we can force our business to work on what's left, we force our business to eat off smaller plates right and so a lot of these percentages i don't want to go too granular however but you you determine that percentage by what you and your family spend at home and that's cuz that's where the goals all start it's not business goals it's personal goals right how much is your mortgage how much do you tithe do you want to give right how much do you need to save or want to store i like the word store versus save cuz we're storing the money we're going to use it at some point, right? So we're, soaring, we're storing the money for a future use. And then, what's our lifestyle? Da, 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 da. And know those numbers. Like, how much do you and your family spend on groceries? I know it within hundred dollars every single month, and sometimes it's even within fifty, because I've been doing it for ninety months, right? So it's identifying how much we actually spend in life that we either spend, we need to spend, or we want to spend, right? It's not my job to judge other people's nickels. It's not my job to to teach people or tell people how much they should spend on groceries. Mm -hmm. You tell me how much you want to spend on groceries. You tell me how much you want to spend on on entertainment and date nights with your spouse. That when we, you tell me how much your mortgage is. So then we add it all up and says it's $10,000. Well, now that, and if we're working on, let's just use easy math at 50% bring coming home. Well, that tells us we need 20 grand of sales Mm -hmm. to live that lifestyle. So now that we max out at 20, no, we probably want 30 because if something falls out, something slides, whatever. So now our target is raised, but at least we have something we're aiming at, not a scoreboard in the market center What something is, hey, it costs my family $10,000 to live the life we want. We want to give a thousand bucks or we want to give $5,000 or whatever it is. Our mortgage is three grand, or we want to have a mortgage of three grand and we want to have all of this stuff. Great. Then we have to go make this. And that's the number I'm chasing. Build your business around that number, build your team around that number right? The business is supposed to serve the needs of the owner, make sure the business serves the needs of the owner correctly in the right order.
1: There's a lot to unpack on what you just said. And it's interesting because it got me thinking, you know, one of the most overused acronyms in our business is GCI. And and it's wrong based on, you know, and what you're saying, which I, I guess there isn't, you know, there's no wrong or right, but how do you want to live? And, you know, I mean, someone could argue the other way, sure. But at the end of the day, do you want to be like I described in the beginning, that 50 year old uh, that has no retirement set aside and you're sitting there looking at things saying either, a, I got to continue to grind my ass off or I'm going to be that greeter at Walmart because I have to pay my bills. Right. And, and, and that's just the, that's just the reality of it. And so this is a great because. I was also thinking to myself, why doesn't the industry do a better job of educating agents on this stuff? And maybe some brokerages will say, well, we do, but are they being? Are they really forcing it on their agents or is it just passive? Because you, like you, the way you broke that down, Matt, is 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 great because the 10 grand thing I think is awesome because you're right. If somebody receives a check for 10 grand, that's 10 grand in their pocket. I bet you money 75 80% of of humans see 10 grand in their pocket in reality it should be 6500 if they're if they've got enough write offs right to get to that tax that tax mm-hmm. number so and how many of you listening right now take that 10 grand and set 3500 aside don't touch it or damn write the damn check to the IRS right now right i mean so let, let's actually talk about that for a second because i i do believe that is so critically important. What is your advice to people on how to manage your taxes? Is it is it quarterly payments? Is it monthly? What do you suggest? That is the that works that you see works for most. I know it's not one size fits all, but what do you suggest? Sure.
2: So again, it all starts with awareness and what you, what what you want, right? What are the facts? And if you're an agent that's on in a world that's used, you know, twenty houses a year plus, right? Is we have to we have to make sure the entity structure the money is received correctly. Right? Because all this this whole game that we're playing is the game that the government has built for us called the IRS code. And so how much of the money can we legally receive and use so we don't have to overpay in taxes, right? Now, I believe as American citizens we should pay taxes because how are we going to fund the stuff that we're doing, right? You can't, you know, as Jim Rohn says, the military can't use used bullets, right? (laughs) They've got to have some money, right? So this isn't like, hey, how do we go to, you know, everybody go to zero, but how do we make sure that we as business owners and leaders of the industry serve the need, have our business serve our needs, right? So entity structure, a tax plan, and a great relationship with your CPA is the first place to start. It's why I've partnered with one of the best in the country. It's because it's it's just it's a natural progression, and I have to. It's such the the tip of the arrow for most business owners, right? And so once that's installed, we just put in a framework of saying, "Hey, ten thousand dollars comes in. We write the check. We filter the money, right? We I set it all through up." Um, uh, bank accounts. It's the easiest way, right? And so we're just transferring money to this one bucket called profit. This one bucket called owner's compensation, this bucket called taxes and this bucket called operation expenses. So we just went through the buffet line with much smaller plates. So each thing can eat, right? The the owner can eat off the profit. The owner can eat off the compensation, right? I think that's a big mistake, a big misconception that agents make is most solo agents, have two responsibilities, one of the business owner and one creating the revenue. If you own a team, you run a team. You actually should be paid three ways a month if you're in production as a team leader. Now, if you're not in production as a team leader, you're going to pay twice, right? Running the team, profit, and then also every quarter you can take distributions, right? But it all starts with that setup of how the entity set up, right? I recommend an LLC taxed as an escort for anyone that's selling 125,000 or more of GCI, right? I think that's about the number that's going to make it, you know, for the for the the big exemption, right? Between L, uh, sole proprietorship and S corp is the is the payroll tax or the self employed tax, right? So about 125,000 is going to offset that uh, between 100 and 125, and so the what you want to do is when you get to that tax thing, right? If you're like, hey, 50% comes home, 15% goes to uh, taxes. 5% 5% goes to profit, 15 or 50 home, 15 taxes, 20 25 30% is left in the in the uh, in the in the operation bucket. Go ahead and write the check to a separate bank for not only your profit but also your taxes. So then when your quarterly taxes are due, all you do is go to that other bank that you have no idea how much money is there because you don't have any digital access to it, no apps, right? You just write a check for whatever your quarterly taxes are 5,000 bucks. You just pull out a, a, a check, $5,000, mail it out, done. And now you're on track. You have got this money accumulating over here where you have no idea what it is. It, it is freedom for a business owner to know they're saving for taxes out of every single check or every single transfer. And it's out of sight, out of mind. So then when you log in and you have all of your personal banking, all of your business banking, your tax account says zero because the money's somewhere else. Your profit is zero because it's somewhere else. Then every quarter you get a sweep in 10,000 bucks or a hundred thousand dollars or whatever your profit is. That's your money for owning the business. It is freedom for business owners that run their business with the right entity structure and also use profit first with a, you know, profit first professional as a, as a guide along their way.
1: So, but Matt, I am a relatively new agent and I live paycheck to paycheck. How on earth am I going to wrap my head around all of this? Because honestly, I have to, you know, I, I, you, you've heard this before. I hear it as a lender all the time and it's sad that I have to even say this, but you've heard, I've heard realtors tell us when a deal is falling apart, how am I going to pay my mortgage? I need that money. You know, like it's like, well, excuse me. Like, what are you in this for? Right? Are you in this for your clients? Are you in this? I digress. I just tend to throw that in there. What about that agent who's saying to you, I'm, I'm new. I, 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 I need every dime.
2: Yeah. Well, the reality is it's not all 100% yours. So you're only going to get 60%. And the quicker that that brand new agent realizes that it's not all their money, that will be the thing that sets them free. So if you're already along that track and you're you're doing five deals, six deals, 12 deals a year, where it's one deal a month is kind of your, your jam, which again, that could be perfectly fine. However, Like at some point we've got to start, right? So we don't go all in. Maybe it's not a full 15 or 20% saving for taxes. Maybe it's just five, right? Because you need more money home, right? But we have a plan, a quarterly plan to get that up to 10 to 15. So you know what? That means we don't get to spend as much money in our business. However, you get into the right stuff, you get plugged into lab coach, you get plugged into the right training with your brokerage or a a group, a a cost-effective group coaching program that'll help you increase your revenue, increase your activity, right? If people don't have enough money to come in, we look straight at their calendar because that'll tell us where the money's going, right? That'll tell us, you can show me a calendar, I'll show you your bank account. Right, so then we just look at it and say, hey, can you make one hour a day of phone calls? Because right now it doesn't look like you're making it, and start there. And then ninety days, man, they got three other deals under. Now that now we've got some action, and I think everything. I think that's why, you know, Jeff, time, money, relationships, our health and our fitness, all follow the same principles. Mm-hmm. That we can't just happen and wake up, and we handle our money or we lose 20 pounds or we've got six pack abs, or we've got the best relationships. Like we got to work. Yeah. And when you go into my fitness pal is a perfect example. When I'm in my fitness pal and I'm on a nutrition journey, if I eat the food and then put it into my fitness pal, it's too late, too late. I've already eaten the food. But if I put the food into my fitness pal before I eat it, I know if I'm on track. So when it comes to that agent that doesn't handle their time correctly or think they're going to deal a deal, let's put the activity into your calendar before you go spend three hours on Facebook, Hmm. right? Or let's put the money down, let's spend the money on paper or the app I have everyone use, every dollar, right? And let's put the money into every dollar before we actually earn it so we can see if we're going to be on track or off track. And doing that stuff first will set you free. Most of all of my coaching clients, it's the 15th of the month. By our call next week, they will all have their October budget done for business and personal.
1: I mean, They're
2: they're already looking two, three weeks ahead.
1: Yeah. Just that word, just the word that you just dropped, budget. You know, uh, uh yeah, that's, that's the, that's the, how many of you are doing that? You know, that, that's a word that I think is is lost. It gets lost in a sea of, of, you know, busyness. Like you said, three hours on Facebook, which by the way, uh, I could definitely argue that spending time on social media can be very value, valuable for your business, but maybe not three hours.
2: Yeah. And so that's where, when we look at the granular stuff, it's like, okay, Hey, I want to handle my money right. Tell your money what to do before you earn it. I want to handle my time better. Tell your time what to do before you go spend it. If you want to go spend time on social or time in your inbox or time with your database, put it on the calendar, right? If you want to go save $1,000 out of every check, make sure it's on the budget, right? It's, It's just a budgeting, a cash flow planning, right? It's just a time allocation before you go spend it. Right. And so that's where so many people i think the you know the big nugget i hope everyone takes from this is that if you want to go have that transformation the awareness that decision is to go you know find the right person or the right people that are winning and go do what they do but then also that three that intentionality is spend whatever it is that you're trying to fix time money relationships finances health and fitness spend it on paper before you consume it.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I, I want to, I want to wrap this up with, with one final question that, that, um, is less granular, but you know, you, you and I were introduced a couple of years ago and, and, turns out we had a lot in common. I was going through a vegan run myself at the time you were vegan that brought us together. Uh, I'm a big fitness guy. You, and different reasons. Like I don't have that journey of losing weight, but, uh, to me, the fitness goals and doing this sort of thing, it, it was, it was, it, and uh, there, there's a point to what I'm saying here is, I would used to sit in conferences and listen to these speakers and the Jesse Itzlers and there, there was another guy's name escaped me. And they're all like super athletes. And, and I kind of just like put two and two together. Like, what's the common thread here? I'm always hearing these successful people are doing Ironmans and they're doing marathons and they're doing ultra marathons. And and you know, I tied it back and said, My physical shape, my fitness, my health. Uh, It's not just finances, my, my spiritual, my family, all of those things. Like it's, it's more important to one's business than you realize. And I know you can agree to this. And I think a lot of people don't understand that or don't take it seriously. And if you really want to be successful, my opinion is don't spend so much time focusing on getting success in your business first, get success in your life. And that's family, that's fitness, that's that's diet, that's health, right? That's all these things. And those habits lead to success in business. It, there isn't a direct correlation. It's not like if you do this, if you lose 100 pounds, you will make a million dollars. It doesn't work like that, but it's like a mindset thing. And I know since you've gone through this, what is your take on that in general? Because I love to beat that home. I've got over 100 employees. I talk about it a lot is, is, you know, being a healthy human is so incredibly powerful to the success in your business. So what is your take on that?
2: Well, I think, you know, I've always been, I've always, uh, up until recently been the person that would try to do the outwork, right. That I was going to get the thing by doing the most. And when I realized that it was all more about vision, faith, and belief, it really helped unlock a lot of things, not only in my head, but also so in my heart, that if I have the right vision of who I want to be and where I come from, right? And my belief in my savior, right? And if everything is in that alignment, it just makes everything else easier and necessary, Right? look at it from a chiropractic standpoint if you are out of alignment you're going to be in pain somewhere somewhere in your body right something somewhere if you're not in alignment you're going to be walking the wrong way you're going to be walking with a hitch right your shoulders things so or your foot hurts like all that stuff is because you're out of alignment so if you're if you can get in alignment with your with your higher power right your spiritual alignment It'll make writing down your goals every day easier. If you're in alignment with your vision, it'll allow you to eat the right things. Like I have a vision to live at 190 pounds. Live, like go out and do whatever the flip I want to do at 190 pounds. But I have to have that clear vision of what that looks like so I go eat the right thing for lunch today. Because I know if I eat fish, instead of red meat, right? One is going to take me in one direction, the other is gonna take me in another, long-term over time. Today, no difference. But red meat every day for 20 years is gonna take me in a path where fish doesn't, right? I'm just using that as an example. Yeah,
1: yeah, makes sense.
2: And so when we start doing this in other areas of our life because we're centrally powered and centrally aligned, for me, it's Jesus, it's easier to have a clearer vision. Right. It's easier to eat right better. It's easier to uh handle my finances differently. Right. Simply because I know the first 10% goes to church. Mm-hmm. Period. So all out of the box, I'm already living on 90%. You know, when it comes to my relationships, right? Because I have a core belief here is going to lead what relationships do I have? Or which relationships do I want to add so I can help guide other people to build the kingdom with me, right? Which all comes around full circles. The last thing is finances and business. So when this all gets right, how much easier is it to go call 30 people a day about real estate? Yeah. I mean, like the energy is, it won't take as, won't consume as much energy than if you started here and you're out of alignment. Yeah. So if you start at the 12 o'clock and you're like, hey, I've got to go get three listings, and that's where you start. If like you've got an uphill battle from the word go. Yeah. It could be simply because you're out of alignment.
1: I love it, man. I love it. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, I think this has been awesome. A lot of great nuggets. It gives a lot of people a lot of things to think about, but let's give them this. Let's just say, listen, Matt, I, I'm not, I don't think I can do this on my own. I really would love to connect with you. Where can I learn more and how can I find you? How can I connect with you?
2: Yeah, perfect. Um, the two easiest places are Instagram and Facebook. Coach Matt Plummer on Instagram, and then Matt Plummer with one M, no B, on Facebook. Send me a friend request. Shoot me a fi- shoot me a message. Right with the message, let me know that you heard it from the podcast, from the LCA group. Um, I've got I have a free download that you can you know read my ebook, um, the five financial mistakes real estate agents make. Uh, you can join our budget hacking Facebook group where it's a um, you know, it's an open conversation around generally money. People are talking about real estate. Uh, people are talking about how to pay off debt. Um, I'm in there once a week on video. So, uh, it's a great place. a great safe place to come talk about the thing that nobody else wants to talk about.
1: I love it. You heard it. Go follow him on Instagram and Facebook, connect with Matt. And, you know, if you find it necessary, man, I would, I would get into that financial fit coaching platform you know, stop kicking the can. If you're that person, do it. Uh, You you, you find, find your Matt. If it's not Matt, fine, find somebody. It's you got to do this because don't, don't put yourself in those shoes. Don't be that person that 20 years down the road, you're kicking yourself. Uh, And don't think you're not going to be that person. Take this crap serious. Now, if you're younger, listening to this, you're lucky because you got a head start. And, um, and you need it. Matt, thank you so much for being on. This is awesome. Uh, I think this will just have to become a an, uh, an annual thing. I think as we wind down our years and people start thinking about the year ahead, I think this is the perfect timing for this.
2: And my only request is we do this together in person and then go play golf. Hell
1: yes, man. It sounds like I'm going to be coming to see you in Vegas. So Let's do it. awesome, brother. Take care, man. I appreciate you. All right.
0: Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. Agents Podcasts.